0: The button
1: has been pushed. Commencing podcast now.
0: <laughs> chunky, chunky. Extra packed with goodness. <laughs> Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and yes, we are still alive. We had a little unexpected hiatus there. Things happened, shots were given, viruses were hopefully beaten back. But we're back. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. And welcome to a fresh episode of Pop Tech Jam. Fresh, Um, piping
1: hot, right out of the oven. But you know what? I didn't get over my allergies.
0: Wow! You got through the winter and the radiator dust, and now uh, spring is just <laughs> springing everywhere. The the, the yeah, pollen right outside is, uh, my window. Yeah, the, the pollen is here to greet you every day. Yes. Uh, so yes. are are you? Uh, in addition to uh, recovering from vaccination things, you are battling the hay fever monster.
1: I am battling the hay fever monster. It's it's not easy considering you know there's no real distinction from like the the, <laughs> the heater dust to the hay fever outside. Plus, I got a crazy squirrel outside my window. So, you know. You have a history with
0: squirrels in New York City, as I I do. I I have a
1: history with squirrels. And I know we've talked about this a hundred times on the show. But as I get older, my my allergies get worse. I never had allergies until I turned like 40. So, you know.
0: Well, I think it's a combination of that. And the climate is changing. And the weather. And things are blooming differently. And blooming more. I
1: I deny the change in climate. Now, now.
0: (laughs) What are you, some denier? (laughs) I don't know what the hell's going on. Plus, there's probably a squirrel that's sneaking in at night and just like shaking a tree branch full of pollen like right through your window just to mess with you. I hate
1: squirrels. I swear to God, I hate squirrels. I really dislike squirrels very much.
0: Well, they have those little gripper hands, too.
1: Yes. And that fake little cute little tail. Mm-hmm. You know it's like a rat tail underneath
0: there. Yeah, yeah, they're just you know, <sighs> fluffing it out for show. Cause well, it's Yeah, nigger.
1: exactly, show off.
0: The, okay, so you're you're uh, having a little hay fever. I have I had a touch of it myself, not not as bad uh, as you seem to be getting. But we've been off for a while, and we, we must apologize to our listeners. Yes, we, uh,
1: sorry about that, folks.
0: Life got in the way, and things happened, and stuff, and all of that. But we earnestly tried to record, and then got derailed a few times. But we are back now. We are recording now. But El Kaiser, what what did you do in the interim? You know what? I didn't actually watch a lot of
1: TV over the last few weeks, but I did watch the Justice League, Snyder cut.
0: Oh, which is basically miniseries length, right?
1: Four hours long, and whoo! Oh, that's
0: a Lord four of the Rings hours long movie, but yeah, so it uh, was four hours.
1: They broke it up into chapters.
0: Okay, so yeah. you could you could pause when you needed to uh, get refreshment, or you could refresh. Pause. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You, you know what I miss? And I think we've talked about this. The intermission. Remember mm-hmm. when movies used to have intermissions? Oh
0: yeah, the big intermission card, and yes.
1: go get a Let's food a little thing. Little yeah.
0: Lobby. Come on, we need this again.
1: I wish they would have had it. That would have been so cool. But anyway, it was weird. On HBO Max, they had jump two points. So I guess if you came back to the movie after a while, you know, you, you stopped, you know, you you can only put in three and a half hours and you needed to come back. Mm-hmm. You could actually skip ahead and go to these jump two points, these bookmarks, oh, okay. basically, which was interesting. But the movie itself, okay, I hated the weed cut of just
0: I remember being very dim and there was way not enough Wonder Woman in it. And there was something else that I didn't like, but There was I not about enough it.
1: Wonder Woman. It was like two movies jammed together. It was gritty and dark, like the Snyderverse. Actually, that's what people are calling it now. i not this person, but, you know, for well, lack it, of a better changed term. they
0: directors halfway through, right? Does that account for some of the sort of patched together Franken movie? Or did can go back and just redo the whole thing himself? He
1: redid most of it. He did, like, I would imagine, like, almost 75% of the movie was completely different. And I hated it. Just really disliked it back in the day. I think we even talked about it on the show here, how much I
0: disliked it. It was brutally bad. I mean, like epically bad. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. Yes. You, 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 were, you were dissatisfied with it. The
1: mustache. The mustache. Trying to digitally alter Henry Cavill's mustache off. It was just insane. I'm getting PTSD just thinking about nah, this nah, now. deep breath, deep breath. Okay. So happy thoughts,
0: happy thoughts. Happy so you thoughts. went back to the HBO Max version and you I, watched I, the all Snyder four cut, hours.
1: Which you remember, I mean, I'm sure folks here remember there was this big thing with once Zack Snyder mentioned that there was actually a full cut, a full version of his movie, people were clamoring for it on the internet. I mean, some people got a little crazy
0: about it, but- As they do.
1: Yeah. And so HBO pulled the trigger, four hours, the whole nine yards. I got to say, I loved it. I I loved it. I mean, I really did. It was true to what he was doing, what Zack Snyder was doing with Man of Steel, which wasn't a great movie, or Batman versus Superman. Again, it wasn't a great movie. But when they brought all the characters together, they gave Cyborg a much better backstory. Flash, a much better backstory. They actually expanded Wonder Woman's role in the movie. It actually made sense what Batman was trying to do, what the Ben Affleck character was trying to do. They souped up Steppenwolf, the bad guy. They made him look like a it was literally exactly like a comic book. So now for some people, that might be a big problem, you know, mm-hmm. because I especially notice it with the Marvel Comics. And the Marvel movies, they kind of try to make the movies more realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, people flying around with superpowers, you know, they want to make it more realistic. You know, come on, it's a comic book. Yeah, you got to just
0: let go of that. Yeah.
1: Yes, Zack Snyder just let go. It was like, screw it, it's a comic book. And he was clearly passionate about it. There were all these cameos for characters. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil it in case people haven't seen it, but you know, if you haven't seen anything or if you really don't wanna invest four hours straight in seeing it, do it in chunks because they give you the chapters there. So listen, I hated the movie so much, the original cut, the Joss Whedon cut, that I just stopped watching. I didn't even wanna watch Wonder Woman. I was like, no, I don't wanna see the Aquaman. I don't wanna see any of this. I didn't wanna see Shazam. If this had been the version they showed, I would have been all in with the DC stuff. Oh, I would wow. have been all It was in. that bad. It derailed you completely. From- it really did. I'm not even joking. I, it derailed me completely. Anyway, so give it a shot. I don't want to blather on too long, but the one other thing that I've been doing, I haven't actually seen the show, but Invincible, the show on Prime, which is based on an image comic by Robert Kirkman, the guy who did uh, The Walking Dead and obviously is producing the walking dead and i think his company robert kirkman's company is doing this animated version of invincible and i had never heard of the comic book cuz you know there was a huge space of time where i didn't really read comics and you know i'm i'm back into it gingerly certainly not as much as you or a lot of other people i know but i'm dipping my toe back in and i wanted to go back and read the comic because i heard so many great things about the comic and when i'm reading it i'm like okay, this is just a superhero comic book. Then it dawned on me, it's just a superhero comic book. It's clear that Robert Kirkman loves superhero comic books. It's not like some other writers who shall remain nameless who think it's embarrassing to write superhero comics. And maybe the superhero is a pervert or maybe he's like, you know, like the boys. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know I, I I love the, the boys. The, I think it's great. But there was a time there where every comic arc was about how conflicted or how the human frailties of a superhero i just want my superheroes to be like you know truth justice in the american way you just want your
0: 1940s you know pulpy rock'em sock'em guilty pleasure or not guilty pleasure this is what i want and
1: the similarities with invincible and spider-man young kid gets superpowers immediately in high school Mm-hmm. and you know that's the same thing that happened to Spider-Man and the idea with Spider-Man was no one'd ever seen a comic book character like that this is a teenager someone that you can you relate to and marvel actually let the character grow up so it wasn't like he was perpetually 18 so i don't think they published a comic book anymore but i'm like halfway through the comic run and it's spectacularly good it's just a good old fashioned superhero comic book by someone who's not embarrassed to write a superhero comic book and clearly loves the comic book. And he's a good comic book writer. He's a good writer. I mean, Robert Kirkman, I mean, you know, for God's sakes, the, the, it's a franchise now the, the, the walking dead stuff. So
0: yeah, he's a, uh, sh- shouldn't have to worry too much about his retirement. I plan. don't think he has to worry. No,
1: no, no. But anyway, if you are thinking about watching the show invincible on Amazon prime, I would highly suggest you dip into the comic books. Cause they're great. They're really a lot of fun.
0: All right. And one last question uh, on the first movie. Uh, did it make you like Batfleck? Yes, it actually did. Oh, all right. No so joke. That, that is a, uh, that is a major move there for you, sir. The Whedon cut made it really seem
1: like Ben Affleck did not want to be there. Not so much here. Um, I don't know if it was the, the the recuts or whatever. I mean, clearly there were added scenes because even physically Ben Affleck looked different. Yeah. But he was much better in this version of the movie.
0: Much better. all right, and I know I know you are a huge fan of Batman, and and I am. people should not mess with Batman. No, so, so don't I'm glad the that, that this one uh, did you right here.
1: It did me right. It definitely did me right. But you know what else might do me right if we catch up on tech news? Oh
0: yeah, there there now there has there has been so much happened uh, in in the yeah. past eight weeks. I'm not going to go back and, and redo you know all of all those stories. We're just going to kind of drop in here. Uh, give us Late the March, low first week of April. Yeah, just, just to, you know, people have probably been reading on their own. Uh, and, and you know, stuff happens every day, so we got to keep up with it. As you mentioned, with the hay fever, spring is in the air. Yeah. Little bits of it everywhere. And also, you know, the the feeling of spring and Earth Day is right around the corner. And uh, Google has announced that its Google Maps directions will now, by default, give drivers the most eco-friendly, low-carbon emission routes to take. When they, they punch up a... a place that they want to get to, uh, Google is going to show you how to do that without uh, burning extra gas or nice. making more uh, waste than you need to. So uh, and you can opt out. It's just this is going to be the default. Maps app users will also be able to uh, compare uh, the car, biking, public transit and other travel options for a destination in one place instead of having to uh, toggle around, you know, between the different sections on the tabs. But even more exciting, Google is bringing its Live View augmented reality directions to airports, transit stations, and malls. When an area has been mapped, the Live View directions let you hold your phone up and then you look through the camera as you do with all AR apps. So you look through the camera, at the area around you, and it'll overlay arrows and icons pointing you to where you need to go based on uh, the directions that you're given. So nice. the indoor AR directions are not available everywhere yet. I think they're rolling out to um, certain malls in Chicago, Long Island, Los Angeles, Newark, San Francisco, San Jose, and Seattle, but I expect there will be quite a few more uh, in the immediate future. Um, just imagine about how how many 80s shows would be so different if everyone had smartphones <laughs> that just got them out of every jam yeah, uh, back would in be the day. Like
1: they'd, they'd, they would be 10 minutes long.
0: Yeah, it would be a very – they'd be Quibi-length shows. Yeah, um, Quibi. But, uh, yes. Oh, uh, poor Quibi. Yeah, you know, Quibi's, uh, you know, pushing up the daisies now, I guess. Well, somebody bought the assets, though, but we the Quibi itself is, is gone yonder, I guess. Um, we'll see all
1: the classic Quibi uh, content. Yeah, yeah, maybe, nice. maybe
0: it'll uh, resurface, uh, you know, the, the lost Quibi files.
1: The lost Quibi. I got a half a day to
0: spare. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you know, that, that was a... mean. That was mean. <laughs> but, but not entirely out of truth. Moving on, uh, June is also not that far away. And now that we are here, uh, we have shot past the vernal equinox. We're firmly into spring. June is uh, within uh, sight there on the horizon. And Apple has officially announced its Worldwide Developers Conference for 2021. As it did last year, this is going to be another all-virtual conference again this year for COVID safety. The tagline for this year's show is "Glow and Behold." So I think they're going to have some type of product that glows. If if I'm you know reading the cues here right, and they've got a website up uh, that that uh, has more information, and then if you want to attend some of the sessions and all that, uh, then and pay to to do all of that. Uh, Apple has their. Site there. Um, the uh, WWDC will run June 7th through June 11th. And uh, as we have come to expect with Apple developers' conferences and whatnot, uh, they're expected to unveil its latest versions of a software platform. This would be iOS 15, Mac OS 12, I don't know what mountain or whatever it's named after this time, and uh, Watch OS 8. And then I'm sure they'll have maybe some Apple TV updates, probably be a little hardware something something. All kinds of things happening. So that is going to be June 7th through 11th, the virtual Worldwide Developers Conference. Here at the
1: massive Head Stepper Studios, we have not even upgraded to Big
0: Sur. I see. So, you, are, you are firmly back uh, on, firmly on a platform that works with all of your recording software, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously considering
1: going back to windows.
0: Oh, really for, for gaming or for your no, audio or
1: for the, for my production work. Is it's this because
0: the hardware and all of the, the dongle requirements and software is just yeah. not meshing for you. I gotta be honest with you. It's not meshing with me, but I'm sure
1: this is a conversation we could have some other time, but it's funny. The, uh, the Apple business people have been contacting me and you know, they're quoting me prices on stuff. And it's like, what are you kidding? I could get six, Tremendous PCs for that kind of money, and I could live with you know the kind of funky, weird stuff that I can work around on the OS. But golly gee, I mean, it's like talk about sticker shock.
0: Yeah, they they
1: charge that premium price. They do, they do. So I don't know. I'm 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 legitimately considering just buying myself a, a like a massive, like big what do you call them? Big iron. Yeah, I'm gonna spend money on the Big Windows Iron, mm-hmm. you know, like with 27 Thunderbolt 4 ports. Yeah. Because they don't even support Thunderbolt 3. All that multi-track recording. Oh, all that multi-track recording goodness. Yes.
0: All right. Oh. So, uh, well, well, Apple better, you know, if they start charging all of these premium prices, we're just going to see a repeat of the 90s when, when everyone goes yeah. to the... Exactly. And plus, since so much of the world is cloud computing these days, the operating system is really, like, not as much of a factor as it used to be, too. And people are doing the same thing on Chromebooks and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And whatnot. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, uh, you got to be careful there.
1: Yeah, and the tipping point with Windows is getting there, yeah. at least in terms of for for the software that I use. You know, there's some software I'm going to have to give up, but, yeah, you know. I can still get my work done and save a little money.
0: Yeah, that, that's, you know, it's all about getting by these days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, not not at all. Amazon is having uh, some headlines these days. Now, as we record this episode, and uh, the results will probably drop like right after we put this episode online, uh, the National Labor Relations Board is counting the votes of Amazon warehouse workers in Alabama who are trying to organize and get representation by the Retail Wholesale and Department Store Union. Now you go, Alabama. This is about six thousand workers at the Amazon fulfillment center in Bessemer. I believe that's outside of Birmingham. Roll Tide, Roll Tide. Yeah, well, I, I actually, yeah, the, the the tides over in Tuscaloosa, but uh, but oh, still. Uh, uh, Alabama is uh, Alabama. So that's all I know. From yeah, yeah, Alabama. It's, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, and they got the. Well, if, if you talk to anybody who uh, went to Auburn, they will sing you the War Eagle song. I've had that uh, as oh, well. Oh, really? So uh, yeah, oh, they're, yeah, they're they're very. Okay. Uh, but but Alabama. It's, go go War Eagles. This drive to unionize has been uh, building for a while. The workers claim that Amazon has created very harsh conditions where they don't even have time to go to the bathroom. There are so much expectations on their productivity, and they don't get any breaks, and they're just exhausted. Amazon's countering and saying, no, no, it's not that bad, and pushing back. And then the, the people who are trying to unionize claim Amazon's buying on them. And then this this is like a classic management labor thing every time yeah. there is a, a drive to get a union. Uh, but they have officially voted, and the votes are being counted. I believe they started counting them on a Tuesday, March the 30th.
1: Are they being tabulated? They're being tabulated.
0: Yes, and uh, I don't know if there's going to be all kinds of election drama like we had last year, but... It's uh the counting has started. It's only even if it passes, it's still likely just the first step in a very long and rocky road to a collective bargaining agreement with sure. the Uber Mega Everything store. If it does happen, it would also be Amazon's first unionized warehouse here in the United States. But uh, Amazon has been very resistant. They say, well, no, we already pay a $15 minimum wage. It's twice the Alabama state minimum. Amazon says it also offers health insurance and other benefits to workers. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they will find a way to close
1: that plant down.
0: I guess Amazon has put a significant amount of money in investing in infrastructure in the area, but still. So so this is going on, and, and this will probably drop right after we upload the episode. So if, if you're can, following can I just, the story, it'll be on the news, yes?
1: I just need to interrupt you for one second. I got to go to the next room and get my soapbox, and then I'll be right back. Okay, okay. okay. dust it off. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I'm just going to get on my soapbox for 10 seconds here. Mhm. Stuff like this with Amazon. Jeffy Kisses makes about a million dollars a second these days, right? He,
0: he's he's uh, quite well paid uh, for He's for like what a he trillionaire?
1: Is that a thing? A trillionaire?
0: Uh, it, it's up there. I I it's I, up there. I lost track over you know all of the uh, the uh, prefixes for the amount of the money he has. So Jeffy Kisses, right? He's getting money hand over fist. And then
1: you got AT&T over here. Back in 2017, they pushed for a big tax break for corporations saying that it would allow them to hire more people. And they just announced like 40,000 layoffs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is why people start looking at socialism and saying, hey, you know, Hey, that's socialist stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. They start looking at it like a hot dog in the old <laughs> cartoons, uh-huh. where you know they were stranded on a desert island, and then you know the the, the guy next to you starts looking like a hot dog. Mm-hmm. This is what we get. Companies just take care of your people.
0: Just take care of your people. Come on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's uh.
1: Let me. I'll put away my soapbox now.
0: Yeah, it was, it's just nice that you know you got it out and and uh, gave it a little work out there. Um, yes, yes. So, 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 th- so this is ongoing now. Curiously enough, just as thousands of Amazon warehouse workers were trying to get the union recognized, and, and this has been a long campaign and uh, culminating uh, in the vote, a surge of Twitter accounts claiming to be happier Amazon employees uh, suddenly popped up. The accounts uh, really? been pushing out tweets that dispute the stories of dreadful working conditions uh, inside the Uber, Mega, Everything stores of fulfillment centers and talk about how nice it is to work there. Now, some of these could be bots. uh, as Bots tend to Uh, show up everywhere. But I uh, I believe it was Gizmodo a few years ago did a story. Amazon actually has a FC Ambassador program, FC being fulfillment center. Now, this FC Ambassador program lets workers in its warehouses sign up to tweet nice things about the company and defend its practices and those who participate earn rewards, including a $50 Amazon gift card or a paid day off or something. So the, so there's a little um, pay-for-play thing going on. And and I guess Amazon said, well, you know, we're just giving them a chance to, to say how much they like their jobs and before their time that they're taking to do this, we're just going to give them a little something. Uh, but a lot <coughs> oh, of these uh, popped me. up. Uh, some people noticed. Corporate chill. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. A little, Here, yeah, a get little over frog that. in my throat there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think some of the the uh, people reading these tweets noticed that some of the photos seem to be either stock or generated images of um, uh, people. Uh but again this is another another thing we expect any type of election or political campaign or any type of campaign there is going to be the uh, social media element that yeah. m- maybe is not quite sincere astroturfing whatever you want to call it so whatever yeah but how long will warehouse jobs for humans be here anyway you know this is probably the larger question Boston Dynamics recently unveiled its new warehouse worker robot whose sole job is to move boxes And uh, it moves those boxes quite quickly. The robot was uh, tested, I guess, for picking up boxes around 50 pounds and moving up to 800 of them an hour. So uh, this box toning machine is nicknamed Stretch. It's tricked out with an arm and a smart gripper with advanced sensing and computer vision cameras so it can identify and manipulate. A variety of boxed and shrink wrapped cases of goods there. If it is uh, moving stuff around your warehouse or, or taking off a truck or whatever, Stretch uh, has a mobile base that allows it to move around in tight spaces. It's probably not the cheapest thing out there, but you get enough of these, and do you really need human workers in your warehouse? Stretch ain't gonna take a cigarette break. Yeah, Stretch is not gonna go out there and you do its normal ray no. and, and uh-uh. unionize. No. So. Uh. Uh-uh. Stretch is just going to kill us in our sleep. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. more uh, dystopian employment futures there. Nice. Thank you for that. Yeah, Thank sorry, you sorry, that, sorry. No, that, yeah, this, one, this one won't make you feel real fuzzy either. Uh, more information is coming out about that big solar winds hack on government computer systems last year by suspected Russian hackers. According to the Associated Press – Email accounts belonging to Chad Wolf, uh, the Trump administration's acting secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, was one of the ones who got hacked, uh, as well as members of the department's cybersecurity staff. Um, it should be noted that the cybersecurity staff's duties include finding and blocking online threats and <laughs> hacking attempts from foreign countries. So, um, wow, not really doing job one there. Enough said there. Uh, the AP also noted uh, that the hackers were able to see the schedules of top officials in the Department of Energy and uh, also get into the systems of the Federal Aviation Administration. So, and this is just a little bit that's been revealed. I'm sure there is a much deeper vein of shenanigans here uh, that the Russians got into. More of this is coming out. The AP managed to find somebody who was going to talk about it. And, and uh, oh, oh, man, yeah. lovely. But uh, well, let's move on to financial matters. Oh, okay. Cryptocurrency continues to gain acceptance as a form of payment uh, with mainstream companies. This week, Visa said it will allow customers to settle transactions on its payment network with the cryptocurrency USD coin. And the Reuters news service reports that PayPal has started to allow its customers in the United States to use cryptocurrency as payment at millions of its uh, global online merchants. The company said uh, its customers uh, who have Bitcoin, Ether, uh, Bitcoin Cash, or Litecoin in their PayPal digital wallets will now be able to convert their holdings into, I guess, um, regular currencies at checkouts to make purchases. So uh, the, the the coins are coming here. Yes, they are. The crypto coins. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we, we have been off for several weeks. Uh, but technology just kept whooshing along. And one of the Wooshing, those big yes. thing grabbing headlines for the past month or so has been the rise of non-fungible tokens or NFTs. I don't know if you've been following this story. I was like, non-fungus what? <laughs> um, but – uh <laughs> But the New York Times is on it, uh, so we will all uh, be educated on this. As the columnist Kevin Roos wrote last week, an NFT in layman's terms is a new kind of digital collectible item that is stamped with a unique bit of code that serves as a permanent record of its authenticity and is stored on a blockchain, the distributed ledger system that underlies Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So basically, he's uh, adding uh, these one-of-a-kind objects uh, to the whole uh, blockchain. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes on to say uh, these collectibles can be bought and sold like trading cards. And the nature of blockchain technology means that once a token is created, it can't be deleted or counterfeited. That makes it useful for artists, musicians, and others who want to create limited editions for digital goods. Because as you know, digital goods can be copied very easily. Not even bootleg, but just if, if you wanted to download an album, there's just, it's a digital copy and it's not anything unique about it. And so by having all of these Non-fungible tokens embedded in these goods, this makes them a, a unique thing, and it, like it is the thing, and you have the only copy of this thing because the blockchain says so. To further illustrate this in his column, Roost put it up for sale as an NFT where it sold for more than half a million dollars. The money was donated to the Charitable Neediest Cases Fund, supported by the New York Times. And so he, he was not personally profiting. It, it was just a textbook example of how it all worked. And then the, the money uh, went to a, a charitable cause. That's nice. But you got to wonder, these NFTs, is this like the hot new thing or is this like a market bubble? Not unlike the Dutch tulip mania that swept uh, that country in the 1600s before bursting and, and tulip futures just went, uh, you know, into the yeah, canal. That a
1: crazy time. That was a crazy
0: time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Or is it a little bit of both? Uh, I think, you know, and I, I don't have any super strong feelings on it. I think we've all been locked up for some so long, the the sort of thing is is naturally kind of appealing because it does you know the NFTs or the the next big things and everyone's going to get all excited and and then another shiny object will come along and people will forget or things will just get overvalued or the whole thing is just a prank anyway. But here you have it. Are are you going to buy any uh, NFTs? No, not not in the budget. There, not in the budget. Mm-mm. Not right now. Yeah, I haven't really, I don't have the desire to own a a unique digital item. I don't. I don't have any desire to, I mean, you know what? I like
1: physical media myself. Mm -hmm. You know, if they pressed an album on vinyl, a band that I really like, or an artist that I enjoy, maybe, you know, it's physical, it's tangible, it's something I can hold in my hand and I can display and show it off. But what am I going to do with a
0: file? Yeah. It's
1: going to end up on a drive.
0: And then that drive will probably like crash and you'll lose it
1: anyway, so... I'm one of those skeptics. Eventually, I'll probably embrace cryptocurrency and, you know, blockchain stuff and digital whatever. Mm -hmm. But right now, I don't see it. I don't understand the, besides the fact that with some of this stuff, you can make a cubic buttload of money.
0: Yeah, well, until it becomes so widespread and integrated into everyday life where it's just, that's the default thing. I remember like Apple pay was a, a weird thing for a while. now. everyone's doing, cause it's a contactless payment right. system.
1: It won't be worth anything to me unless I can buy a dollar cup of
0: coffee with it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's my, that's my metric. All right. Can I buy a dollar cup of coffee with it?
0: No. Nope? Yeah. All right. Then I'm going to hold off. Yeah. You want, you want your, uh, your coffee in the cardboard cup there. Yeah. How I can pay for a dollar cup of coffee with Apple
1: pay, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, you know, that's not unreasonable. It's not like I'm being a luddite here. It's just you know,
0: you know, it's an ease of use thing and the security exactly. thing and and also you you need people to accept it. I guess PayPal is ahead of that way. They got 29 million uh, merchants who who yeah, are exactly. uh, letting you convert your crypto into that. But it's a lot of merchants. Yeah, but uh, we're we're, uh, we're we're sort of at the beginning of this hill, and I think it's yeah. just yeah, and then and it's going to rapidly accelerate, and they'll all be in. But for now, we're just all sort of downhill. watching. Let's just all downhill. Let them no, work the bugs <laughs> out first. All know? right, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I will. Speaking of bugs, SpaceX continues to test new Starship prototypes as the company works towards a Mars mission of its own. Uh, However, a launch and high-altitude test of the SN-11 spacecraft down in Texas earlier this week uh, resulted in, I remember what Elon Musk called another... Rapid, unscheduled disassembly incident. Disassembly, yes. 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 Um, uh-huh. not because the SN11 crashed while trying to do one of its fancy landings. This is the fourth prototype to suffer the same fate. So I don't know if the fifth time will be the charm or maybe we need to go back to the engineering table and, and figure out a, a better way to have the rocket land after its test, but it tried, and, and if you've read the right stuff, you know, this is this is how we, we get space progress here.
1: That's right.
0: But in much happier Mars-related news, NASA's uh, Perseverance rover, which has been rolling around on Mars since its successful landing on February 18th, is getting ready to uh, bust out some new moves. Uh, as you may recall, uh, it brought its own little four-pound helicopter friend with it, and that helicopter, nice. uh, dubbed Ingenuity, is preparing to take its first flight. This would be the very first attempt at powered, controlled flight of an aircraft on another planet. So yay for firsts here. Yay. Before it can do that, though, Ingenuity needs to make some uh, preparations uh, before it's in position to fly, and NASA says it won't take off before April the 8th. But uh, if you are interested in seeing uh, this first flight on the red planet, uh, keep an eye on the Mars section of NASA's site uh, for an announcement, and I'm sure it'll be all over the socials as well. I hope they remember to buy batteries at Radio Shack. Yeah, just or you get your solar panels in the right direction. Yeah, that's uh, true. There you go. That probably makes more sense than Radio Shack. Yeah, got to okay. get your, uh, you know, your your juice for the the chopper blades there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, and finally, and finally, yes, the vaccines are rolling out around the country, but we still need to take precautions to stop further spread of COVID nineteen until enough people have immunity, and we, we can't be rushing the uh, the, no. the recovery process here. So if you still need something to do, uh, you can go to Virtual Paris, where the Louvre Museum has just put its entire collection online. So check it out. I I do not speak French. I've heard it, the Louvre or the Louvre. But anyway, that big museum with a big triangle out front, uh, it's it's got its Louvre collections platform, which brings together digitized versions of 482,000 works of art. And the best part is that it's free. And this is a museum that's got the Mona Lisa. It's got all kinds of. Classic Western pieces of art, Beyoncé and Jay-Z shot a video in there a few years ago. So it's it's a very uh, renowned museum. And if you have watched everything on Netflix, you've watched all the HBO Max, you're still sitting at home because you're being a good citizen and uh, you're able to work from home. You're fortunate to do that and you're not trying to get out and spread, potentially spread virus, but you still need something to do. Check out the art museum
1: online. She was talking specifically to me, folks. You do realize? No, that. no, no. I, wasn't. I was like,
0: "Hey, I, you described me to a team. Well, I, uh, I've watched everything on Netflix. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah. So, take a little art break here. Bring the kids. I will.
1: That's good. You know what? I wish there was a website that we could go to that might have a
0: link to this because I'm very interested. I imagine you are. Well, there just happens to be one, and there'll be a whole page of links for all the news stories uh, in this segment here. You can find it online, and I think you may remember the address. It's been a while because we've been gone, but do you got that address on the tip of your tongue there? Yes, I do.
1: PopTechJam.com.
0: That would be it. Up next, I believe you have some uh, Bluetooth headphones to share with us. I believe I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, bedroom. Do you want to talk Bluetooth, Bluetooth? Bluetooth headphones. Yes, we we love wireless technologies that keep us from getting entangled in our cords. Yeah. See, I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a big fan for a long
1: time. I know. I I, I know you know this. My philosophy was it had to be as easy to use Bluetooth specifically had to sound as good and be as easy to use as plugging in a cabled headphone.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, You are not a fan of complicated pairing dances, as no, I
1: recall. it makes no sense. The whole point is you want to get to your music very quickly and easily. If I'm spending five minutes trying to pair my headphones, you know, it harshes my mellow. It does exactly what it's not supposed to do. I want to be able to go in there and just listen to my music and enjoy it. The technology around Bluetooth, and I'm not going to get into AptX and all this stuff, but bottom line is the technology has gotten very close to that paradigm where you can pair immediately and just start listening to music. And if you want to listen to really high quality music, you can. Wired headphones are still better. Don't at me. You don't have to recharge them. You don't have to recharge them. You don't have to worry about batteries. I've noticed lately that headphone manufacturers have been offering free battery packs for your headphones. Mm -hmm. You know, when you got to do that, think about it folks It's not that you're getting something extra, it's that you're clearly missing something from the original product. Mm -hmm. So, wired headphones are still better. Okay, but the convenience of Bluetooth headphones, you can't deny them. It is convenient to have them. A couple of months ago, I talked about earbuds, Bluetooth earbuds. This time, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to do, I guess, sort of like a SmackDown. Let's call it a little SmackDown, a Bluetooth headphone SmackDown, Mm. except. Not all of them are noise-canceling. Most of them are, okay? Mm -hmm. In no particular order, or I'll tell you which ones, and I'll give you some details about the ones that I tested, and then my favorites afterwards. And I'm just going to blow right through this, folks, so forgive me if I just, you know, if I talk fast, I'm a New Yorker, that's what we do. The Turtle Beach Stealth 700, the second generation of this headphone, is specifically designed to work with your Xbox, So I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can get this paired with my phone or with my TV or something. And sure enough, I was able to do it very quickly. It sounds good, at least I think so. It's ridiculously comfortable. It's a gaming headset. So, you know, it's not something that you're going to carry with you and take on the train with you if we ever get to that point again or on the bus, but it sounds really good. It costs $150. The Bluetooth pairing is quick and easy with an Android phone, on an iPhone, on my television. You can make phone calls, obviously, because it is a headset, but it's big and bulky and it's designed for gaming. So it's got huge comfortable pads and all that stuff. I would use it to watch television. I wouldn't use it, again, like I said, to to, to travel with it. But for $150 and it pairs really easily, I would definitely recommend it for folks who are looking for something comfortable that they're just going to use at home for their television even if they don't have an Xbox. If you do have an Xbox, it works great there. You can set it up with Dolby Atmos for your headphones and you'll get that pseudo surround sound vibe, but it's very good. It does not have noise canceling, but because of the size of the ear pads and the way it cups your ear, it's a, it's a full over-the-ear headphone, you get really great passive noise cancellation. The next set of Bluetooth headphones. I wanna talk about other Mixter E10s. I actually talked about these many years ago on the show. They're sort of my go-to inexpensive headphones or Bluetooth headphones, and they're noise-canceling. They run about $140 now. The version I have, they're up to the Mark Five of the headphones, which uh, means they've improved the uh, noise-canceling functionality, which, to be honest, in the version I have, which I think is version one or version two, It wasn't very good. It pairs quickly. The sound is decent. I mean, you get what you pay for. And the noise cancellation is not great. But $140, still, I mean, compared to what you would pay for some other high-quality noise cancelling, if you want to go a little cheaper, I would recommend that. The next up is the AKG N700 NC Mark II is version two. They go for $130. Now, these suckers, I'll say right off the bat, I mean, I know I have a big head, a big melon head, but I don't have gigantic ears. These are very uncomfortable for my big, small-eared melon head. Really? Do they squish or do they pinch? Or they squish, they pinch. They don't necessarily fit around my ears. They're supposed to be over the ears. I have to sort of like wiggle them on and jiggle them on in the whole nine yards. But once I get them on, they sound fantastic. They really sound great. The noise cancelling is excellent. Like I said, they're not very comfortable, but they're actually even cheaper than the mixters, which are supposed to be the budget noise cancelling. This blows the mixters away, the E10s. It's the AKG N700. They're $130. You can get really good deals on them. I'm surprised these headphones haven't gotten more popular. I'm a fan of AKG headphones, I must admit. I like their their transparency. I like their stereo imaging. But they just sound really good. Mm -hmm. For $130, you know, it's just you can't beat that price. If you can find them online, I would get them. Next up were my favorite headphones for a long time, my favorite noise-canceling headphones. It's an older model, the wh 1000 x Model 3s, Mark 3s from Sony. They still make them, apparently, or they're still available. I'm not sure if they still manufacture them. $350. Again, it's an older model. Very good sound. Pairs quickly. Very high-quality sound. The only thing that annoys me about the Sony headphones, and I'm going to talk about another pair in a second, is the fact that you have to have, to get the full functionality, you have to have a separate app for both Android and for iPhone iPhone to get all the doodads to work and all that stuff Ooh, like you that. Know, the different shades
0: i hate having it. oh and by the way you know you need this part yes. too you think like, oh i'm just gonna plug it in it's gonna be great it's like no you got to do this other thing now
1: drives me crazy and they try to sell you on crap you know like super surround 360 audio most of that stuff is nonsense folks it's just EQing. so you know just play it in stereo and if it sounds good again my 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 disclaimer, every one of these shows when I talk about audio devices, your mileage may vary. What sounds good to me may not sound good to you, but quality-wise, the Sonys are really top-notch headphones. Again, they're pretty pricey. You can get a deal on these because these are an older model. From what I've seen, it's still around $350. Now, the AirPod Max from Apple, incredibly expensive. $550. $550. Oh, well,
0: yes, you talked about those. Yes,
1: I did mention. Yes,
0: but, but, but very nice, but, but uh, ooh, the price very tag.
1: Nice. The design is very nice. It's got a retro 70s design, aluminum, not great sound.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: great sound. I'm ass- I'm assuming they were based, and you know, I figured maybe they would sound a little better the longer I had them. I think their guts might be Beats-based, which, you know, and I am not a fan of the Beats line of headphones, they don't have enough gain. You can't really get them loud enough. I'm not sure if that's something to cover their butts so they don't get sued for ear damage. The battery life is pathetic on it. I don't think you can get through an entire day Ooh. without. But, and I don't think this is worth $550, but the noise cancellation is outstanding. Just really like outstanding. And I tested all of these headphones right next to a window air conditioner with it blasting it did a phenomenal job of almost completely eliminating it and when i played the music the music was decent it wasn't great but incredible noise cancellation but not worth the
0: 550 dollars. yeah that's a commitment there that is a very
1: big commitment to be honest it's not worth it it looks beautiful i mean it's a work of art they're fantastic looking headphones But I would really recommend, if you really want to buy some high-end headphones, stick with the Sony WH-1000XM4s. That's the new model, their flagship noise cancellation headphones. They cost $348. It's the best overall sound of them. Just a little bit better, in my opinion. Again, this might be different for, for those of you out there, if you get a chance to test drive these. AKGs come really close, though. Really close, excellent noise cancellation, second to the AirPod Maxes. But again, they are pricey, three hundred forty-eight dollars, three hundred fifty dollars in that range. Still a bit of a commitment. They sound really good. The battery life is spectacular, and that's where that's what makes this my overall favorite. The battery life on the Mark IVs, the WH one thousand XM fours, is the killer feature. The killer app on here, the battery life with noise cancellation, which can drain your battery. I've been getting like almost 30 hours. Ooh, a day plus. If I was going to break it down to my overall favorite, obviously the new flagship, the Sony WH-1000XM4s would be what I would recommend if you want some really decent quality with great noise cancellation. If you can deal with a little less decent noise cancellation, but you want great sound and a cheap Price go with the AKG N700s, those are fantastic $120. If and you can get a good deal somewhere, I would go for it. But that is my Bluetooth
0: SmackDown. That was a giant comparison, that was sort of like a wire cutter story.
1: Whew, yes, I need a break, I need to sit down now. Yes,
0: <sighs> yes. Well, I'm glad you towel off. Yes, I'm glad you spent our time away, uh, just diving into boxes and boxes of, of headphones, to... Sp- spending oodles of cash. It's for research. Research, people. Mm -hmm. Research. Yes, the the quest for the perfect sound. Yes. All right, so we will have uh, links to all of those memorable model names on our our show page as well, uh, in case uh, any of you out there are uh, intrigued enough to look up one of these models and and then see if there's a way to try it out or if it appeals to your... your price point and whatnot so exactly all right so uh, I, I guess we've done everything uh, except to thank the bros at this point yes. right yes
1: thank you bros if you think if they will build it built by bros.com. Yeah,
0: and thank you listeners again we apologize for the uh, unintended uh, absence but every time we get a chance uh, where our schedules line up where we can do a show we immediately do it so hopefully yes. we can get back into uh, some sort of regular schedule here but in the meantime we hope everyone uh, has been doing well uh, if you get a chance to get a COVID vaccination, please do.
1: Yeah, please do. And uh, Wear a mask.
0: Yes, wear a mask and we will hopefully be back soon. Maybe we can even uh, get back, you know, after the little helicopter has flown on Mars and and discuss (laughs) that. Yeah, you don't like drones on Earth, but you love them on Mars. Oh yeah, as long as they're not on my planet. Yeah, Stay out of my planet. Yes. So until next time, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm
1: Pedro Rafael Rosado.